Hello and welcome to another episode of How Do Women Do It All, where we have a healthy discussion around how women juggle their busy lifestyles and if it is actually possible to do it all. Is it possible to be a busy mother as well as run a business, work 9 to 5, stay healthy and fit while having a social life and downtime to themselves? Today I'm talking to Dina Goffman, a business owner and a busy mother. So let's begin. Um, so would you, I would love it if you could start off by telling me a little short bio. Tell me a bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Okay. So um, name is Dina Goffman and I essentially um, help people overcome their fears of financial failure. And I do that in a number of different ways. Um, I guess, you know, from just financial literacy type mentoring and training up to actually developing a startup app um, to help projects and project managers deliver within their financial um, requirements, um, as well as pretty much providing consultancy services to big companies, a lot of beta beat up type work, training up people in a lot of things to pretty much make them feel very comfortable with, I guess, financial failure and financial success overall and how to overcome any failures and avoid them if possible, really. Um, my background is Russian. Uh, escaped the Soviet Union back in 1989, 1990. Uh, and we escaped with a other Jews to Israel uh, with $500 in our pocket. And the majority of that money went to buying a microwave, actually, funnily enough. Okay. You know, avoid all the other cooking utensils since you don't really have anything else um, and from there my parents have really worked quite hard in order to give us the best education and the best opportunities out there um, when the political situation in Israel went completely haywire with uh, the Prime Minister being shot my dad said that's it I'm done uh, and it was Canada or Australia and Australia it was. So here we are, 22 years later. This is home. Um, can't imagine myself anywhere else. Love this country. Love everything about it. Every opportunity I get here, I'm very, very thankful for. Um, yeah, that's really my short bio. I have a wonderful, wonderful husband, loads of incredibly bizarre and fun family. Um, and I have a beautiful little girl uh, after years and years of you know, trying to have a kid. She's, she's now with us. So now she's a year this Friday, actually. So oh, yeah, next Friday. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that's my short bio, I guess, yeah. Um, now, before we got started, you were telling me about your busy schedule and your busy day, and I really enjoyed reading it. <laughs> um, would you like to give us a bit of a rundown on um, a day in the life of you? A day in the life of me? I'm very involved <laughs> with a lot of different things. So my day starts, uh, I'm not an early starter. I cannot do the 5 a.m. So I know that a lot of mums start at 5 a.m. and I just bow down to them. I can't do that. So my day generally starts at around 7 um, and goes through all the way through to the night uh, from 7 o'clock. I'll actually tell you my day yesterday. Yesterday was a fun day. So 7 o'clock up and, you know, within half an hour being ready and off to a panel event I went. So I was at a panel event early in the morning from eight to 10, uh, pretty much mentoring and, and helping through a whole, there's what was 180 um, HSC students 
to pretty much give them a bit of an understanding of what a career in finance looks like and you know what they can pursue as part of what they want to do in life. Um, and that was a great little you know, charity event there, uh, organized by my um, by yeah by my school. Um, and then uh, off, after that, so I've been I've been accepted into what's called a founders lab. Um, which as part of the University of New South Wales incubator and my startup idea of Zipa has been accepted and now I am going through a six-week incubation which means pretty much being forced to do a whole lot of work in order to actually demo it at the end of the six weeks to actual organizations and, and you know, make sure that this is a viable idea. Um, so the Founders Lab lectures um, went on for a couple of hours and then I pretty much needed to get back home and take over from my husband for a few hours so he can do some work. Um, and then, <laughs> so he, um, he looks after our daughter on Wednesdays. Yep. And so we kind of do a bit of a shift around, around his work from home hours and what he does from, from home. Um, so he was in, an, in a meeting with New Zealand while I was pretty much in the background trying to entertain our daughter <laughs> and uh, she, she was not having it. <laughs> so it was, it was uh, quite, a, quite a few hours of fun. And then we basically needed to do our own meeting between the two of us. So I'm his uh, CFO of his business as well on the side. So uh, as part of my, <laughs> my role as well. And so we pretty much had a lunchtime meeting while feeding her to make sure that, you know, we're, we're ready for financial year end and, and everything's actually cool or all the invoices are coming in okay and we're getting paid and all the work is being delivered. And from there, um, I had a few hours to myself to actually do some work myself. And then my sister came over who has been absolutely fantastic in helping out. So she came over to take over for a few hours so we can go out dancing. So we dance, we swing dance. Oh, how lovely. Uh, <laughs> really fun for anyone that actually wants to get involved. Um, and so we swing, we swing danced for a few hours in, uh, in style of Lindy Hop. And then back home we get and I go to bed quite late because then the rest of those hours is when I work. So that's when my work day starts is around 7, 8 p.m. Yeah. Sorry. So you end work at around 7 or 8 p.m. Is that what you said? No, I start work at 7 or 8 p.m. So that's when my work actually starts. Oh, sorry. So when after you all end of this work? Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, after the 12 hours from 7 to 7, I come home and you know, after the dancing, that's when I, I started doing actual work and sat down and bogged down and, you know, do, do product development, do client meeting um, setups and all those sort of things. And yeah, that's when my work begins so when do you sleep then like what when do you clock I, off at night time <laughs> i clock off at about 12 1 a.m so oh no wonder you don't want to start at 5 a.m <laughs> yeah that's i don't start the 5 a.m i go i go so you get no day. sleep <laughs> yeah so yeah um so it sounds like you're doing a lot of things at the moment um <laughs> yes. so we'll jump straight into the question do you believe women can do it all please explain uh, so I think we talked about it before. It depends on your definition of what women define themselves as doing at all, right? Yeah. So I think you really need to pick and choose by what you want to do. Um, I believe I do it all, mm -hmm. as naive as that may sound. Um, but I believe I do it all sometimes. <laughs> I believe I 
sometimes fail at it and that's okay. And I give myself permission to fail at it. I can get upset about it, but you know, I get over it and, and the day goes on. Um, I have a lot of help. So yes, okay. I do it all, but I have a lot of help. I have a lot of help from my family, from my husband's family, from my husband, um, from my child herself, even though she's one, I think she's very helpful in sort of letting me know what she wants. So, <laughs> and that's kind of that's, come with time. That's a bonus. That's a bonus as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, a lot of women have actually stated that it, doing it all is all in everyone's perspective. So, doing it all for one lady may mean um, doing it all in their work or doing it all in their family. And um, doing it all for some women isn't balancing out every single thing. Um, what I've noticed when I've been talking about women is doing it all is what they define as doing it all. So that might be their um, 20 minutes a day exercise. And for some other women, it might be that 20 minutes a day just um, hanging out with their kids. So it's really interesting um, what, other women's perspectives of doing it all actually means mm, um we've had lots of discussion around that so it's really interesting that you that was the first thing you brought up as well um so are there any circumstances that you believe it may be unhealthy to do it all i think if your health is and that's a very good point unhealthy you know, unhealthy is if your health is actually at a detriment from doing it all um you need to stop and relook at your life and your priorities as well um there was a moment in my life where i was overdoing it and i ended up in hospital um with stress-related illnesses and that's the point where i guess was the turnaround in my life to kind of go maybe i can't do it the way I've done it and maybe I need to change the way that I do things at the moment. And I think being present whenever I am, wherever I am is mm -hmm. what I strive towards um, and not try and plan ahead more than a day or more than a week sometimes because things just happen, things come up, priorities change. So, and that can't, that can't stress me out. If that's going to stress me out, then, I might as well just stop crawling the ball and sort of stay in my own little corner and that's it. Um, fear is another one that I've sort of work with all the time in that I just, I, I consistently overcome my fears. I work with people who are overcoming their fears. So it's, it's something that if you are scared of what's going on in your life, you really need to stop and, you know, make sure that you're okay with those fears as well. Um, and overcoming those fears is very important to some people and to others, they just don't want to. And that's okay too. It's okay not to, you know, want to overcome your fears and sort of go, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable in that zone and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about um, what led you to the stage of um, becoming like stress related, becoming to that point um, and or what stages it kind of took you to get out or, or change or even the mindset change of, um, knowing that you, it, you were doing too much at that point in an unhealthy way? Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest one is that when we uh, study at uni or we study anywhere, actually, no one really teaches us how to work. Mm -hmm. There is no course you can take. There is no, I mean, there's nothing out there really that teaches you how do you do life and how do you actually, I mean, how do you prioritize your days that they are the most optimal days that you can really have? 
and I think it's only life experience for a lot of people or there's life coaches out there who are fantastic at helping people through that, that are the people that can help with this. But there is nothing out there that's kind of general. Here's a methodology which <laughs> can help you with this when you're at uni. There's nothing there. Um, and that's when it kind of happened. So I was working full time. I was studying part time um, and doing work and study plus managing a new relationship plus you know having a whole variety of other sporting commitments and whatever else, charity commitments. I'm very involved with not-for-profits. That's the point where all of a sudden um, when the flu hit, which was kind of that cherry on top, you took a lot of drugs rather than help yourself to actually recover. So that's what I did. I, I, I took a lot of, you know, the cold and flu stuff. And I think I overdosed to a certain extent because after the second pack, rather than going to the doctor, um, it caused damage to my liver. Uh, and hence I ended up in, in hospital with basically kind of a, a detox related um, kind of illness where where my liver wasn't functioning very well um so that that's basically how it happened um that was very very unfortunate and i know better than than do that ever again there's nothing in my life that's that's more important than my own health because as they say in an airplane put your own mask first on and then you can help the next person next to you so yeah um, and i know that from experience very well now yeah, that, that's an, a wonderful analogy. Um, so at this point, what kind of steps did you take in order, like what kind of like tools and practices that you use now in order to ensure that you are keeping a hel healthy um, lifestyle and making sure that you're not doing too much, you're doing it at all, but in your own kind of terms, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, I think the biggest one I I've definitely do is I don't miss exercise. I mean, exercising is definitely the first thing that I now do. Um, but even before that, number one step, and I know most people are going to go, oh, my God, uh, and that is I, I take a cold shower every morning. I know it's a really scary <laughs> thought for most people, <laughs> no. but I take a very cold shower in the morning. I'm um, the type of person has to have a <laughs> boiling hot shower even in the middle of summer like I love my hot showers <laughs> and that's most people right that used to be me as well um but now in order to wake up I might not have that cup of coffee in the morning I'll have that cold shower in the morning and that's like the best thing I can do for my immune system um and from there on, making sure that I exercise, doing something during that day. It doesn't have to be like massive exercise as long as I might not take that bus that few stops. I might get out or you know walk to the next stop before getting on that bus just to kind of add a little bit more walking to that day. Um, but just doing one thing at least a day that makes you happy. You have to. Like that's if you're not doing something once a day, whether it's just realizing where you are or kind of taking it all in that that has to be there you got to put a smile on your face on a daily basis and that that'll do a lot for your mental health as well as your physical health in in many many ways um but the other one is i i quit my job you know at the time after it all happened i quit my job i found a job that would be more aligned to my passion and more aligned to what i wanted to do and and sort of where I wanted to be in life, even though I had a lot of advice to kind of go, don't do that. Uh, that's a bad idea and you're going to suffer from it. And yeah, I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I made a lot of, a lot of great friends along the way as well. Um, so, you know, 
I don't I don't think that that's there's anything wrong with kind of go reassessing what what your priorities are in life and going I I don't I just don't want the stress anymore and yeah, don't yeah, get me wrong it's very healthy to to reassess and kind yeah. of yeah but don't get me wrong I get stressed there'll still be moments in my life where I get stressed like <laughs> everybody else there'll be stressful scenarios but it's just a matter of how fast you bounce back yeah um and now you mentioned like it sounds like you have very jam-packed days um is there anything specific like obviously if you have this much going on in your day is it time management skills and preparation and planning that really gets you through each day and and um absolutely yeah yeah absolutely so i plan my week the week before so thursday is generally the day i plan my week purely because that's how that's my cyclical week uh fridays is the my 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 daughter day friday is the one day i dedicate to my daughter a week um so thursday is my my kind of end of week and hence i plan my next week ahead and i generally try and accomplish three things at least in during that week that that's to come um and make sure that all my meetings are scheduled in during that week make sure that everything's scheduled in during that so that, that's the thursday i do all my phone calls to make sure everything happens that week ahead of course things come up and you reprioritize as they do yeah but i think it's very important to kind of stick to that week and kind of go no i've committed to this this week and unless this is urgent, I'm going to push this back another week. Yeah. And do you block out the days um, when it is for dancing and for your daughter? Yep. And Absolutely. So that all goes into the plan. You're not just planning at your Absolutely. work days. You're planning out this no, no, no. time and stuff like that as well. It all goes into the calendar. I mean, I can share my calendar. It's going to be scary for most people. I think I should... <laughs> I shared it with my mother's group the other day and they just go, Oh my goodness, what are you doing? <laughs> um, no, absolutely. Everything's very much blocked out. Everything's very much uh, scheduled in as to how it all gets done. But that's me. That's not every person. I know a lot of people are not happy to do that and they pr- prefer a little bit more improv in their life and that's cool too. So yeah. No, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, it does sound like you and your partner does share a lot of the roles in the household. Um, did you want to go on and talking about more household duties, more like the cleaning, sure. cooking, those kind of things? Sure. Um, and do you guys sure. share it? And um, how does that work in your household? Um, there's some things that are purely me, purely him. Um, I could not fix anything in my life. I mean, he's he's got the hands of gold when it comes to anything breaking, and he's just able to fix it. Like as you like just the, yeah, all of a sudden, I'm on a different screen. <laughs> um, so uh, he's, I mean, you know those uh, books of you know little Miss Helpful and Mister Mister whatever it is. He's Mister Fix It. Oh, yeah. Absolute. He is that cartoon character are you mrs Um, planet then (laughs) probably yeah (laughs) anyway um but yeah so he's he definitely does a lot of those sort of things but they're a lot more impromptu he takes over when i need things that's the biggest thing is that he's able to just take over um and when i'm not in yeah. yeah when i'm not in control he takes over the way I think there was an article that came out not too long ago that went a bit viral about, you know, women being project managers. Yes, I am the project manager in this household <laughs> and I am just going to have to live with that and that's okay. So <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think we know each other's strengths and weaknesses and 
that's the most important thing is accepting each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, especially because we work together as well. So if, I mean, it took us a while to get there, but. Yeah, I feel like you'd time. have to give another level to work with your partner. <laughs> I know if me oh, and my partner work together, it would be, oh, it would be horrible. It took, it be it took so us a much year. <laughs> it took us a year of just screaming matches at each other. So. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. It all, it all worked out in the end. Um, um, I'm not used to spending an entire weekend with my partner. And if we spend an entire weekend, we're like, well, you're stressing me out. <laughs> I'm not used to spending so much time with you. <laughs> I think the key is to give each other a bit of space as well. Like, you know, even though we're our, sort of in the same room and our office is in the same room, we do give each other quite a bit of space. Like I go to the library or, you know, whatever, the, whatever I need really. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how that part works. <laughs> um, so what would your number one tip be um, if you were giving it to a woman who is struggling or is in a time of her life where she just feels like, um, she's seeing all these women doing it all and she can't comprehend how they're doing it. And um, mm. what would be your number one tip if someone was struggling to try to balance out everything? Yeah, I think, it, well, it depends on your financial situation, but um, it really comes down to pick the things you want to do, pick the things you need to do, pick the things you can outsource, mm -hmm. pick the things that you can just literally look at your week, your day, whatever the case may be, and look at things that you can just cut out of your life entirely. Uh, and then look at the things that you can kind of offload. I know it, it sounds mean to, to your family and friends sometimes, and they might be willing to help you and, or, or very much willing to help you. I have a mother-in-law who's retired and doesn't want to do anything but look after the child. She doesn't cook or clean, but she looks after her grandkid when I need her to, and that's yeah. great. Um, you know, so it just depends on what are the things that you want to do in your life uh, and need to do in your life for, as opposed to everything that you're trying to do. Trying to do, yeah, yeah. So if someone is is um a mother and they trying to do this that and everything and they 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 trying to shove everything in but maybe they should just focus and say what what do i need to do right now rather mm -hmm. than what am i trying to just shove in on the side um i think that's an interesting yeah. point i think yeah focusing on what your goals are and your priorities and just um taking baby steps at everything else until it falls in nicely um and yeah you have your own business and a child. So what would be um, your advice if um, a, a woman is um, looking at starting a business and she has kids or is looking to start a business, um, who has a business and is looking to have kids, if that makes sense. I, that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, got it, got it. Um, I think having capital is very, very helpful. Um, if you don't have capital, it's incredibly hard to do it um, because things come up, emergency situations. If, if you don't have the monetary backing of some form, whether it means that your husband is the one or your partner is the one that takes the, the grunt of it uh, or vice versa, mm -hmm. it, it's the you know just the money in the bank that's there and you can just hire someone to help you out. That's Probably the, the number one thing that I got advised by quite a number of business owners and something that I, you know, I, I want to pass on because a lot of people think naively, oh, that's okay. I'll just naively step into this and just start a business and it'll be okay. Um, 
yeah, it might be okay for a couple of months. And then you'll realize that as you go further and further in, costs arise. Like, I mean, I've had to deal with litigation. I've had, to, you know, like if it wasn't there in terms of just the amount of things that happen and I wouldn't have the financial backing, it would be very, very hard. Wonderful. Um, and I'm really interested in the product that you're going to be putting on the market. Is it an yeah. app or did you, are you able to talk about it or is it in the... Yeah, sure. Um, so the application itself, it's not an app per se. It's a business to business solution at the moment that really helps businesses understand what their project investment is uh, and track that project investment and actually have a live profitability return on investment metric available to them, understand where their project is at, understand when they can stop it in terms of if you're spending money on, on something that's just never going to achieve where you're going, you're just pumping more and more money into it. Why are you doing it? So that's pretty much just helping businesses make those decisions safely and having that backing of a, you know, an application that collates that data. And it, it creates it from already existing, a lot of the existing information there. So if you're on something like uh, Oracle Toolbase or if you're on um, even Xero or, or any, any other real tool from an accounting perspective and have a project management tool like an Atlassian type tool set, it's something that plugs into both worlds and is able to help you track it all. Uh, and hopefully, if all goes well, I'll have quite a bit of AI involved and built into that. So that's my plan around that. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. And what was that called again? Sorry? It's called Zepa. Z-E-P-A. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, well, that's all the questions for today. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. I got a lot of insights into what you were saying. Um, it was really wonderful. Um, I've actually been seeing a lot of patterns now in what women have been talking about. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting being on this side and asking these uh, lots of similar questions and and having lots of similar responses in but in different ways. It's it's really mm. interesting. So thank you so much for being on this podcast, and I, I did learn a thank lot. Thank you. What you were talking. And I'm about. looking forward to other people's stories as well. <laughs> very very much. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Good luck to anyone that's starting it all. It's, uh, it's fun. It is fun. You know, that's the best part about it. All of this is actually fun. No matter what happens next, have fun. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of How Do Women Do It All? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladyside Hustle, a community of women helping women turn their side hustles into a successful business. Oh, 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 oh,